This is Richard Sachs here on Lost Arts Radio. It's nice to see you again. And we have one of our favorite guests back who's been on the show before a couple times, Dr. Sam Osmanigich. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Been a little slow to pick it up. And he was the discoverer of the Bosnian Pyramid Complex, which is a super exciting find in Bosnia. And we'll talk about that again for people that didn't hear the previous shows. Although I'm recommending that you go back and listen to the archives that are all free and available from before too um and he's also investigated not just structures in bosnia but all over the world and we have a lot to talk about from ancient structures and what they mean and what they do beyond what's visible which is very interesting in the healing and communications realm and all kinds of related subjects um so we wanted to get an update from dr sam about how the whole project is, you know, the the review for people who don't know about it, and then the update on what's happening now under the coordinated attack of this very interesting fate pandemic that's being imposed worldwide. And we have a lot to talk about in a short time. So welcome, Dr. Sam, and uh, really a pleasure to have you back. Thank you for the time. Thank you, Richard. I'm glad to be back. Um, Bosnian Pyramid Project is in its 15th year. So it's been 15 years since I first came to the central Bosnian town of Visoko, just half an hour drive from the capital city of Sarajevo. How do you spell was, that? How do you spell that town in English? I want to Visoko, V-I-S-O-K-O, Visoko. Okay, thank so, you. So uh, I didn't come because of the pyramids at the time, but to visit the local museum. What really caught my attention was this, which everybody called hill, mm-hmm. covered by soil, vegetation, forests. But for me, it was very obvious. It had four sides, four triangular mm-hmm. faces, four corners, same slope from wow. bottom to the top. I took compass and compass showed me that those four triangular faces perfectly match cardinal points, east, west, north. Was, was it rounded like a hill is rounded? Or no, was no. It- if it is rounded and if it is artificial, it's called tumulus. So conical artificial hill in archaeology is called tumulus. Okay. Examples, Silbury Hill. In England, Glastonbury Tor. There are hundreds of them in France, in Bulgaria, in Czech, in Macedonia, and elsewhere. But here we're talking about the four sides, four distinctive sides. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Well, since uh, I've been uh, investigating pyramids for decades now, my PhD is about the Mayan pyramids, Mayan temples in the countries like Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, and Belize. I knew that majority of the pyramids there were covered by soil and vegetation. The matter of fact, there are more than 100,000 pyramids in Central America. 95% of them covered by soil. They are in forests, they are in jungles, they are, you know, you can't see them. And the trees growing right on the pyramids, too. Exactly, exactly right, okay. because it's been thousands of years. And in those areas, like Central America, Bosnia, China, a lot of rain and greenery. Of course, when we say pyramids, we always think about Egypt, but Egypt is yeah. south, desert, no rain, no greenery. And you can see those blocks on top of each other. Peru, the same thing. No greenery, you can see adobe bricks. But in those countries, in this you know, northern belt from Central America, via Bosnia to uh, China, it's different climate. And of course, mm. after thousands of years, due to the wind, which brings dust and soil, and you got the rain, vegetation starts growing. So that was really nothing new for me because uh, from my experience with, for example, 250 Chinese pyramids, I knew that all of them were covered by soil. So when I saw those in Bosnia, for me, what really matters what was the geometry, uh-huh. perfect orientation to the cardinal points. And back in 2005, 2006, I established non-profit, non-government foundation, we got permissions to dig. We started digging back in April of 2006. Wherever we were digging on the main structure, which I named the Bosnian Pyramid of the Sun, we were discovering rectangular and square blocks. Some of them reaching 7 tons, 12 tons, even 40 tons. 40 tons is 90,000 pounds. We analyzed the material at the Institute for uh, Construction, at seven institutes, they all told us it was artificially made concrete. Mm. Some of them call it geopolymer concrete, like French professor Joseph Davidovitz. Some of them call it synthetic concrete. The good thing about it is the concrete, you can measure the quality right. through the hardness and water absorption. Harder the concrete, better the quality. Okay. Our concretes in 21st century are in the range from 10 megapascals to 60 megapascals. Concrete on Bosnian period of the sun is from 73 to 155 megapascals, so two or three times stronger and more durable and superior quality. The Bosnian pyramid of the sun is uh, more than 300 meters in height, which is more than double then the Great Pyramid of Egypt. This is the biggest, the largest pyramid on the planet. The next thing, the orientation to the north. For example, Great Pyramid of Egypt has an error from the cosmic north, zero degrees and three minutes. Okay. Kefren or Kafre, the second largest in Egypt, zero degrees, three minutes. Miserinos or Mykeren, zero degrees, 18 minutes. A red pyramid. This, this has to do with age, I would assume, right? 
Uh, not really. It is just no. the precision of the orientation. Now, if it is zero degrees and five minutes or three minutes or 18 minutes, it's almost perfect. Okay. And the Bosnian pyramid of the sun, zero degrees, zero minutes and 12 seconds, the most precise on the planet. Okay, but what I was, I, don't lose your train of thought, but I wanted to interject I this won't. question. Um, First of all, you're talking about orientation of the of the sides, not the corners, the right? Sides to the cardinal points, and when I talk north, I'm talking about the cosmic north, not the magnetic. magnetic. Oh, okay. The well, one that, that moves every year between Canada and Siberia and back. That was and why I asked about cosmic it. Cosmic or yeah. geographical is more or less fixed. Matter of fact, every 12,500 okay. years, you know, they change the northern star. But it's rather fixed, I would say, for, for, uh, uh, for this experiment. Okay. So the best orientation on the planet, the best quality concrete on the planet, the largest pyramid on the planet, the first pyramid in Europe. And uh, when we got the organic material from between the concrete blocks, between the rows, we discovered fossilized leaves. We did the radiocarbon dating, which took us back 29,200 years, plus minus 400 years. Basically, we go back for 30,000 years. And officially, as you know, uh, pseudo-scientific uh, sites like Wikipedia or Encyclopedia Britannica or National Geographic or other pseudo-sites that are telling us human history is about six, 7,000 years Old, everything started with Sumerians, and then Babylon, Akkad, Assyria, Hittites, Egypt, India, China, and so on. So obviously now we go back much, much uh, deeper in the past. So everything we touch in this project changes the history as we know it forever. But we don't have just one pyramid. We have at least six. The other two, Bosnian Pyramid of the Moon and Pyramid of Dragon, when we connect their tops, we are getting equilateral triangle. Equilateral triangle is a perfect geometrical shape and as such part of the sacred geometry. Yeah. What are the other elements of sacred geometry? Hexagon, six equilateral triangles. Number pi, 3.14. Number phi, or golden section, golden ratio, 1.618. Interesting thing is that those elements are usually found in pyramidal and megalithic sites around the world. For example, the length at the base of the Great Pyramid of Egypt, 231 meters. Two lengths, 462, divided by height, 147. The result, 3.14. In our case, golden ratio, the spiral, if we use the top of the key pyramid, the Bosnian pyramid of the sun, as beginning of the spiral, once uh, we uh, draw the spiral, we can see that the top of the fourth pyramid, pyramid of love, and two more pyramid hills are sitting on this spiral. In Egypt, Giza pyramids, all three of them are sitting on the spiral of golden ratio. So now we can see that the ancients intentionally applied the elements of sacred geometry. Why? Not because they are only important and you can see them everywhere in the nature, but when you have those elements, they 
amplify the energy, the energy flows in a very organized way. And, you know, after the first five years, 2005-2010, we were proving that we have construction complex, six huge pyramids above the ground, huge underground tunnel network. As a matter of fact, in the last 15 years, Richard, we have discovered six entrances to prehistorical tunnels. Five of them are sitting on the same level, and the sixth that we discovered, we call it Ravne 2, is the level before, about five meters below the first level. And most probably it is between three and seven levels <coughs> below the ground. It's a huge complex. So once we, we've proven that we do have a construction complex from the prehistorical times, we had to move on. We had to find out what was the purpose of the pyramid complex. You know how they teach us the bedtime stories that Egyptian pyramids were built by the pharaohs of the 3rd, 4th, 5th dynasty as tombs for pharaohs? Right. Well, guess what? Out of 155 pyramids in Egypt, no mummies in pyramids were ever found. Of course, the mummies were found, but were in the Valley of Kings, which is 300 kilometers, 200 miles to the south from the Giza Plateau, from the Saqqara Plateau, from the Dakhshur Plateau, from the Meidum Plateau, from Havara Plateau, and so on. So, no, no mummies, no hieroglyphic writings on the wall, no symbolism, no paintings, no royal furniture, no tools, no organic materials, not a single proof who, when, how, and why built those pyramids in Egypt, especially 28 biggest ones that were built from the limestone blocks and granite blocks. The time will show that claims by Egyptologists about Egyptian pyramids are the biggest hoax in history. One quick question. Uh, you said there's no hieroglyphic inscriptions on the stone or anything like that. I've heard a couple of stories that inside somewhere... In there, the, inside the chambers of the Giza pyramids, to be more precise. Okay, okay. Because I had heard a couple of accounts of finding ins- old inscriptions of Flower of Life type designs on the inside. <laughs> Flower of Life was discovered in Osirion, which is in Abydos, the temple complex in Abydos, which is about 600 kilometers to the south okay. from the Giza. It's, it's uh, rather close to Luxor and Karnak. And there is a Flower of Life, but when you see those blocks, they are huge, magnificent blocks, and they are the first civilization, those grand blocks brought from uh, Aswan, 300 kilometers. Some of them weigh about 25 tons. They were flat and smooth, and the flower of life was carved later. Was carved how much later? I don't know, but it was carved later. However, the fact that we you know, do have flower of life is very important. Now, there are a couple of pyramids, and they are on the Saqqara Plateau. Saqqara, there is a famous step pyramid they assigned to the pharaoh Djoser of the Third Dynasty. Now, in those two pyramids over there, we can see some hieroglyphic writings, but it came much, much later from the time of construction. So now what we can see in Egypt is that the oldest pyramids are at the same time the most superior 
which is not very logical because they teach us in schools before we were primitive cavemen and with the time you know we were developing we are getting our intellectual and other abilities and today we are the most advanced the most smartest and the most beautiful well we are not the same thing in china in china 250 pyramids in the central province of shanxi i i was there i was checking the pyramids the all these pyramids 20 of them are the biggest made from sandstone and granite 230 of them that came later from uh, 2300 years before present until 1000 before present they are built from the mud bricks mud brick is inferior material again you don't see this evolutionary progress on the contrary bosnia 30000 years mexico the oldest ones over 12000 years really the giza pyramids much older than 12000 not 4500 so what does it tell us it tells us that knowledge has been brought to us somebody brought the knowledge about the pyramids why because the original builders knew that the shape of the pyramid amplifies the energy so we have natural energy sources there are several of them i'm going to mention them and if you place pyramid atop the pyramid amplifies those energy why is it important well if you have for example like in bosnia iron plate or iron ore iron iron generates electromagnetic field what the pyramid does it pulls this electromagnetism amplifying it how do we know that because we have measured we measured at the base at the top at the top 50 times stronger energy we even measure it in egypt there is a beautiful my favorite so called red pyramid in area called dahshur there are three pyramids there red mm-hmm. bent and black pyramid we measured at the red pyramid base top the top about 50 times stronger so the pyramid amplifies existing natural energy source if you have another one like we do have in bosnia underground water flow water moves releases negative ions what the pyramid does it amplifies the concentration of very beneficial negative ions how do we know that we have instruments they are called air ion counters we have two of them alpha lab is the manufacturer in the us and we measure the concentration of negative ions inside the tunnels and on the pyramids the concentrations are 50 times higher then at the other highest and the healthiest place which is the top of the mountains in the forest pine tree forests ions next, of ions of what exactly is that negative oxygen? ions are free electrons coming from uh, atom of oxygen you know oxygen okay free electrons they are called negative ions they are okay. very beneficial why because they connect with the dust in the air becomes heavy go down to the floor so mm. they clear the atmosphere they raise the level of oxygen in our body with more oxygen we are more productive we are more right. stronger we can do more stuff yeah. and they kill all microbes what are the microbes viruses bacteria fungi when we come to viruses of course today we have uh, this crazy year 2020 which is inside of the virus which they named coronavirus which as you know is a product of uh, a development in lab 
rather aggressive virus, you know, combination of corona, H, uh, HIV, HIV virus, and so on. Right. So it doesn't matter. Virus is a virus. What the negative ion does, you have negative ions, it is usually followed by positive. Positive is, uh, uh, it's coming from uh, hydrogen. So it's mm-hmm. OH combination, O, oxygen, hydrogen. OH is very reactive combination. And you know how the virus looks like? Well, because of corona, we all know it has this core, which is RNA or DNA, and you have this protein field. You have those little sticks, you know. Mm-hmm. The set of negative and positive ions, they come to the top of the sticks, all the sticks, and since they're very reactive, they pull the hydrogen uh, atom. So you are getting O, H, H, or H2O. H2O is a water. Since these are, you know, very small uh, particles, we are talking about the humidity. So when you have a lot of negative ions followed by positive ions, they kill, how they kill viruses, because once they pull the hydrogen and these protein shields consist of hydrogen, carbon, amino acids, without hydrogen, the proteins, they, they lose, uh, you know, uh, they lose one element. They cannot exist anymore. The protein so falls that, apart, basically. Yes, what happens, you know, now you have only the core, that little ball, which goes on the floor, the virus is dead. Right. Shortly, more negative ions in combination with the positive. The atmosphere is cleaner, no viruses, no bacteria, no fungi. So, in uh, your office, my office, right now is between 20 and 50 negative ions per cubic centimeter. Hmm. Okay. We go outside to the downtown of the big cities. It's a little bit fresher. It's about 150. We go by the river. It's even more fresher. It's about 500. We go on the top of the mountain in the pine tree forest. It's about 1,000. 1,000, meaning it is 10 times healthier than in the downtown cities. Right. Of course, I'm not inventing hot water here. It's, it's logical, right? It's a common sense. But in the Bosnian pyramid tunnels, the concentrations are from 20,000 to 60,000 negative ions per cubic centimeter, meaning it's 50 times healthier. The ancients knew this thing. They, they knew that once they increase the concentration of negative ions, they create such a you know, healthy atmosphere, which is good for our human bodies. Right. The next thing I was talking about, the uh, different energy sources. I mentioned electromagnetism, mentioned negative ions. The next one, below the Bosnian pyramid of the sun, we know that we have actually the second water flow below the first one, about 55 meters below uh, the pyramid. So between the two, you have charge, electricity. The pyramid pulls this electricity, getting it through the network of tunnels or passageways inside the pyramid, and getting this you know, electrical field, electrical beam, energy beam, through the very top of the pyramid, which is measurable. And we measure it using our instrument. You know, you can use oscilloscope and some other instruments. And we measured electrical field, which is 28 kilohertz frequency, which is focused 
and which is continuous because we measure it in the spring and summer and fall and winter. This is the third type of the energy that is uh, amplified by pyramids, not created, but amplified. Are those two levels of aquifer separated by impenetrable rock? Uh, we, uh, we don't know that. We know that we have those two uh, water flows, but we know that probably we have sandstone, we have clay, we have so different layers, different mm-hmm. layers which are based for something else that it is called scalar waves. Mm-hmm. That you have insulator and uh, isolator, what in layers, then you are getting scalar waves. I'll talk about that a little bit later. I was talking about natural uh, energy sources. Right. The fourth one, during our archaeological work and digging, we are disco- we've been discovering a lot of quartz crystal. We are discovering it in the tunnels. Now, when you have electromagnetism, which we measure, and you have a lot of quartz crystal, electromagnetic field, it's hitting, of course, the quartz crystal. Mm-hmm. And what happens is the process known as the piezoelectrical effect. Right. What does piezoelectrical does? It transforms one form of the energy, energy, in this case electromagnetism, into another one, which is ultrasound. And we can measure 28 kilohertz frequency of ultrasound on the pyramids in the tunnels. So the ancients knew for this quartz crystal ability. So now we can see that several forms of energy got amplified, got much stronger. Then we have something that uh, has been called organ energy or life energy in Eastern traditions. When I say Eastern traditions, I mean India, Tibet, and China. They call it prana or chi, the life energy. Right. Uh, there is an instrument which is based on William Reich's work. It's called experimental life energy meter, which can measure the level of life energy on a scale from zero to 100. Zero, obviously, we are dead. 100, we are very much alive. And everything else in between shows, you know, our level of uh, vitality. As long as we are alive, it is, you know, above, let's say, 40, 45. We had the guy who had 45. That was extremely low. But usually people are at 65, 70% level, even 80% level. The highest we had were the uh, Bosnian national football team, soccer team. They visited our place last year. These are young fellows, 20, 25 years old. They are in training. Mm-hmm. They all had results about 90, 95%, even 100%. That was, that was something. Mm-hmm. But this uh, instrument can measure the uh, you know, surrounding areas. We measured, for example, the cities. The, the contaminated cities are at 25% level. Villages out at open, 50%. Bosnia, this is the, pe- the people that are in those areas, right? That you're, no, no, you're this, this about, is the atmosphere. The, the atmosphere. atmosphere. So, is the this atmosphere. a problem measurement of G energy, energy? Yes, yes. Okay. It is okay. the measurement. So this, uh, or, well, it, uh, William Reich called it organ energy. And it's part of the atmosphere that we walk through every day. Yes, right? yes. Okay. There's something when you know, around us and within us. Yeah, people talk about the, the part that's in you. 
you know, yes. the, in martial arts and healing and things, but not exactly. the atmosphere. Right. Everywhere. Yeah. It's like the God. It's omnipresent. Right. Inside, outside. Okay. So, uh, as I was saying, cities, 25%, villages, 50%, Bosnian pyramids, 100%. So now we can see that when we use different scientific instruments, we can show that pyramids, because of its shape, geometry, elements of sacred geometry, uh, very powerful materials, that they amplify natural energy sources. So our conclusion was that the pyramids are actually energy machines, more mm -hmm. precisely, energy amplifiers. So what do you do with this energy? We can ask the same question, what do we do today with the energy? Today, what we do for the last two, three hundred years, of course, we exploit coal. You have thermal power plants. We exploit, you know, oil and gas, limited mm -hmm. resources. Right. And then you have, it is based for the, you know, petrochemical industry, for chemical industry, for pharmaceutical industry, unfortunately for the food industry, based on oil and gas. And then you have nuclear energy. So you need energy. You need energy to move, to get born, to live. Our concept of energy, we use limited energy sources and we produce energy in a very expensive way. So those who own the energies, they sell it to us for a lot of money, creating very small number of people who has almost everything, 90% of the resources on the planet, with 90% of the people owning very little, struggling for their daily life. Yeah. And there's just the question of energy. Now imagine that we have clean energy, unlimited quantities of energy, and free energy. This is exactly the concept that ancients had with the pyramids. The shape of the pyramid, material inside, orientation, quartz crystals, underground waters, and so on. They got energy machine that could last forever. And now we can see that it is really very logical. Why would somebody, like in Egypt, spend 6 million tons of those limestone and granite blocks mm -hmm. to make a resting place mm -hmm. for one dead body, right. king or pharaoh? doesn't make sense. Yeah. But to build something so magnificent that will serve the needs of humanity for thousands of years, it makes a lot of sense. Now, whose needs? Maybe humanity, maybe some other more advanced civilizations, but then it would make a lot of sense. So I would say one of the biggest pioneering things that we've done here in Bosnia is that we've been showing in scientific way that pyramids are huge energy machines and we could benefit from this free and clean energy. Is, is, it, is it directional that comes out, or is it in all directions? Both. The pyramid creates three energy flows. The first one is through the top of the pyramid. What we did, we sent a drone. Mm -hmm. 
And we used seven different instruments to measure electromagnetic field, electrical field only, magnetic field only, ultrasound, infrasound, temperature, and organ energy. And I mentioned earlier that most interesting results were in electrical field. What we have is energy beam going from like 13 feet in diameter going up, expanding to about 70 feet or 20 meters, coming back to 13 feet, 70, 13, 70, hmm. you know, going up. And for the physicists and electrical engineers, no doubt, they said these are so-called Tesla's scalar waves. <laughs> Why Tesla? Of course, the brilliant physicist Nikola Tesla, which is actually from this area, it's just 200 kilometers, uh, his place where he was born in the middle of the 19th century. In his lab in Colorado Springs in 1899, he was experimenting with very subtle uh, forms of energy, very soft energies, with the scalar waves. And when he built his famous Wardenclyffe Tower in the state of New York, mm-hmm. he, 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 he was doing several experiments. And he was writing in his notebook, he said, I found a way to transport unlimited quantities of energy, thousands of horsepowers between two planets, regardless of their distance. And the frequency he was using was 28 kilohertz, the same frequency that we measure on the top of the Bosnian pyramid of the sun. Is that a frequency that you called ultrasound? Well, this is the frequency of electrical field. At the same time, this is the frequency of electromagnetism and of ultrasound. What is ultrasound? What we can hear is called sound. We hear from 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz. This is what we can hear. This is sound. Mm -hmm. Everything below 20 hertz is called infrasound. Mm -hmm. Everything above 20 kilohertz is called ultrasound. So what we have is 28 kilohertz. So we measure it in electrical field, electromagnetic field, and in ultrasound. And it's, it's the same it's, spectrum of frequencies. Yes. All of those, and for light as well, right? Yes. Yes. But how they are getting it? Through the quartz crystal. It's very powerful. Mm-hmm. Where do we have our civilization, quartz crystal, in our daily use? You know the barbecues? Barbecue, what you do, if you want to turn on the barbecue, you press the button, you press that black button, right. and then you can see it's a little light, you know, like electricity getting out, the sparks, exactly. And then, of course, you got the gas, you turn it on, you got the gas with the sparks, and then you got the fire. Right. What did you actually press? piece of quartz crystal. So you applied the mechanical waves, the pressure, one form of the energy. Yeah. And the result through piezoelectrical effect was another form of energy or electricity. You squeeze, you get electricity. Right. Or you press with electromagnetism, the result, ultrasound. It's amazing how, you know, a coarse crystal can transform different forms of the energy. So now our conclusion was that the first 
uh, flow of the energy was through the top of the pyramid mm-hmm. as Tesla scalar waves, which move quicker than the speed of light. That's the first one. Actually, they, they move at an undefined speed, right? Because they can They move exactly. It's from uh, 100 million times quicker than speed of light to unlimited, you know, number of times quicker than the speed of light. They move instantly. Right. It's not even in terms of speed anymore. Yes, it's not. You are right. It's, it's like our thought. Uh, you know, uh, of course, our physics is based on uh, Albert Einstein's hypothesis that the uh, biggest speed in the universe is the speed of light, which right. is really big. I mean, you got th- almost 300,000 kilometers per second. I mean, it's not very big if you have to go across a galaxy. Well, there you go. Because if you go around the planet, you can go seven and a half times in one second. Our sun, seven and a half minutes. Our uh, uh, northern star, 700 years. And our galaxy, 40,000 years. And if you go from here to the center of the universe, five billion years. So you are right. It is rather slow. So... uh, the speed of the scalar waves is instant from one end of the galaxy to another one. So Uh now this is the first measurable form of energy on the top of the Bosnian pyramid of the sun. Just that is a revolution in physics. But the second flow of energy, remember you asked me about directional, non-directional, the second energy flow is within the pyramid. So now let's imagine this triangle, and now let's imagine one circle within the triangle. And that's exactly how the energy moves. It hits one-third of the height, going to two-thirds, coming back to one-third, and coming down, completing the circle. So 2D, two-dimensional, it looks like this. Uh, You know, you have... uh, So that's a sphere in three dimensions, right? Yes, in 3D, exactly, like this, so it's like a full sphere. Okay. Okay, that's very good. And the third flow of the energy, it goes off the pyramid on the ground, affecting agriculture, affecting the, you know, societies and so on. So I would say the pyramids are very complicated, very complex constructions. If used properly, and if proper criteria are used during their construction, you are getting powerful energy machine that can last almost forever. So, you know, uh, shortly, this is what we discussed last time. What we discovered this year, I'd, I'd like to briefly mention three major things. Now, here in uh, Bosnia, you go again to those uh, pseudo Scientific sites like Wikipedia, they will tell you that the oldest uh, traces of uh, human communities are about 14,000 years. There is a a cave in the southern parts of this country, and they discovered some drawings carved on a rock, 14,000 years. Now, remember in uh, Spain and southern France, very famous cave paintings, for example, Altamira in Spain, Mm-hmm. Again, 14,000 years, all the way to Lascaux, which is about 36,000 years. But this is Paleolithic times, only paintings. As far as the human uh, communities, the oldest one is considered Jericho, 
in uh, what is called today Palestine territory, 11,500 years, the first uh, conical uh, towers, and Lepensky Vir, which is on the river Danube. It's just uh, 250 kilometers from here in former Yugoslavia, or today it is the uh, Republic of Serbia. So these are like the oldest human communities. The oldest civilization in Europe, Vincha, again Serbia, 9,000 years. And then, of course, uh, we have Gobekli Tepe in eastern Turkey, 11,600 years officially, even though it is much older, and so on. So we are talking about, you know, the era between Paleolithic and Neolithic time, which is called Mesolithic times. Well, what we discovered this year, I mentioned six entrances to the tunnels. Uh, one of the sections in uh, uh, tunnel that we named Ravne 3. So we have Ravne tunnels, Ravne 2, Ravne 3, Ravne 4, and so on. Ravne 3, about 65 meters, 200 feet, was open section. The entrance was closed. We discovered the entrance. We got inside, and we, we found this open section. We were clearing it, you know, little by little, and we discovered a lot of artifacts from different time periods, from medieval times, from ancient Roman times, from Illyrian times, Neolithic times, and so on. And then we discovered a big plate, which probably, you know, collapsed from the roof. On the plate, we discovered uh, stalagmites. So we have stalactites. They are hanging on the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Stalagmites, they are formed on the floor. So you have water dropping, and with the time, you have these stalagmites form. The right. good thing about stalagmites, you can date them through two different analyses. The first one is radiocarbon, mm -hmm. and the second one is even more precise. It's called uranium-thorium analysis. So we you know, uh, removed one of the stalagmites, sent it to Prague, to check Academy of Sciences to their Institute for uh, Geology. They made the um, analysis. The age of the stalagmite is 19,000 years, plus minus 1,000 years, 19,000 years. It's sitting on the top of the plate. We are digging under the plate, and we discovered a drywall. What is drywall? Drywall, dry wall. This is the stone wall without binders, without cement, without concrete. But drywall is a construction. Somebody brought hundreds of stones. These are river stones, like rounded stones. Okay. They built a drywall. Later on, this plate from the ceiling collapsed on the drywall, stalagmites form. So conclusion is Drywall is, of course, much older than the stalagmite. Right. Stalagmite is 19,000 years old. Yeah. yeah. It means we have proof of construction more than 19,000 years, which is the oldest construction in the whole of Europe. This is what we confirmed this year in August, August 2020. Wow. The second discovery... I mentioned it earlier. It is the golden section spiral, which includes several pyramids. And the third, also very important, you know how the ancients, when they would build their structures, megalithic sites, pyramid sites, they always had several purposes. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
in most cases, they were always oriented to the sky, to the night stars, and they were giving us more clues. Uh, there is a, even a new science called archaeoastronomy. So, you know, a combination of archaeology and astronomy. So, from the very top of the Bosnian Pyramid of the Sun, which is the key structure in the Bosnian Valley of Pyramids, mm-hmm. we were following the movement of the shadow of the Bosnian Pyramid of the Sun during different time periods. Three very important time periods were that we followed. First one, summer solstice, June 21st. This is the first day of summer, but also this is uh, the day when daylight is long, the longest, 16 hours. This is the day when a new season starts, and so on. Very important. So, summer solstice, then the middle of the summer, and fall equinox. So, June 21st, middle of August, and the 23rd of September. And look what was happening with the shadow. The shadow in relation to the pyramid across the valley, which is second largest, which we named the Bosnian Pyramid of the Moon. So, During the summer solstice, we can see that the shadow of the sun pyramid moves within the valley as the sun moves on horizon. Shadow moves, and just before the sunset, shadow passes the moon pyramid, and since it is triangular, it forms a pyramid next to the real material moon pyramid. So now we have two pyramids, two triangular faces there, one next to each other. The shadow of the sun pyramid touches the bottom of the moon pyramid. And top of the shadow is exactly the same height like the top of the moon pyramid. It's like we're looking them in the mirror. Amazing. Uh, yeah. The second that, that's some time. some detailed calculations before construction, right? Exactly. They yeah. had to have, a, I mean, major calculations. Yeah. The second time is the mid of summer. What's happening there? The shadow of the sun pyramid just before the sunset completely covers the moon pyramid. And top of the shadow touches the top of the moon pyramid. So in a symbolical way, the message is the rule of the day and the sun is over. And the rule of the night and the moon starts. Right. And the third time is the fall equinox. Fall equinox, very important, because now we are getting to the fall and the winter, you know, colder mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. seasons. What happened? Because the sun is lower on horizon, the shadow does not pass the moon pyramid. The shadow does not even uh, cover the moon pyramid, but it comes from the left northern side, forming another pyramid. But this time, from the northern side. What does that mean? It means it announces coming of the colder seasons. June 21st, it is on the southern side. September 23rd, it is on the northern side. Somebody was playing big time with this shadow, and I must say that uh, it was amazing. So what is our conclusion? Conclusion is, if you are standing on the top of the Bosnian Pyramid of the Sun, you can use it as the astronomical observatory. 
So what are two criteria to call something, to name something astronomical observatory? Number one is that you are watching astronomical phenomena. What is the most important phenomena? The one that's coming from our major star, from our sun. Our sun gives us light. It gives us warmth. It gives us life. Yeah. It gives us information. So if you are watching sun, if you are watching, let's say, four lunar phases, if you are watching some major star constellations, but the most important, sun. This is the first element to call something astronomical observatory. And the second one is you always use the same place. You always stand in the same position. You cannot use one day from here, 15 days, okay, you move so you can adjust. No, no, no. Always the same position. And both elements are fulfilled. So our major conclusion this year was that the Bosnian pyramid of the sun was an astronomical observatory as well. So now we can see that this year, even though it was less digging, volunteers could not come from different countries. We've done a lot of scientific uh, work and we are very happy with uh, what we achieved. Okay. couple of questions. First of all, starting from the most recent on the shadow issue. Yeah, it was a kind of a marker, a time marker when the different seasons were beginning. But is it possible on a finer level that people don't think about that a shadow is an actual entity that does interact with what we call a solid entity and that the interplay between those actually was doing something beyond the symbology? Well, of course, we can see the relationships. Relationships. You know, uh, I named those two pyramids, the sun and the moon. Um, At that time... You know, sometimes you do stuff that you simply have to do. It is in your blood. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's even without your choice. This is what I assign them. Only later on, I realize this relationship between the sun and the moon. On next level, uh, the sun represents the male energy. When you're on the pyramid, and it's, I remember the first year when I started excavation, I was on the mostly we were uh, excavating the sun pyramid, I felt I was on the top of the world. And, of course, all major media, I mentioned CNN, all others, they came and the biggest discovery, and, you know, I was there. So, you know, it gives you a lot of self-confidence and, uh, of course, ego. But this is the male energy. And the next couple of years, because the government intervened and they... Uh, claim the Sun Pyramid to be a protected area, not because of the pyramid, but because of the medieval fortress, which used to be there. They didn't want us, you know, to continue the excavation. They were embarrassed, and uh, there are some other, uh, of course, uh, reasons behind the scene. So I spent uh, most of the time on the Moon Pyramid. Moon Pyramid is a female energy, you know, emotions, compassions. But then when you are exposed too much to female energy, then, you know, you become, uh, you know, cheesy. You always need both male and the female energy to be in the balance. So even in my uh, personal case, I could see changes in the mood that I used Mm -hmm. to have. Mm -hmm. And when people who are very sensitive to those energies, when they go to the pyramids, that's exactly what they are telling me. Male, female. So a lot of Levels really, 
behind those structures. Right. One of the biggest points that comes to my mind is you're describing all the ways that the pyramid is the generator of energy, and it's sending it in all these different directions. And you talked about how we use these really destructive means in the long run to generate energy now. Yes. In this, you know, obviously this has been a reverse evolution of consciousness, not, an, you know, what they tell Progress. us that we're so advanced. That's why we're destroying everything as we're so advanced, right? But, but the question is when you have a transmitter, in order to put it to specific uses on different levels, each of those levels needs a, a network of receivers. Yes. And, and when you're generating energy that could be used for a mundane application, such as putting light in your house, the house must have a receiver. And we haven't discussed that yet. The, the other thing that is in line with that is when you said that third type of energy, I think it was a third, maybe a different one. And it was to help cultural health and the general sanity of civilization. Well, that's not working very well right now. And you can tell because the whole world is maliciously insane. I mean, you've got the zombie people going around receiving the insanity and this small group of rulers with their slaves in a pyramid-shaped power structure implementing the, the intentional destruction. Well, the pyramid is putting out what, from your talk, could be an antidote. But the antidote needs a receiver, not like the individual house receiver, to use the energy to light your home. But it has to have a type of receiver that is culture-wide or, or civilization-wide. Yes. What are I, those two missing yes, receivers? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I absolutely agree with uh, both items. The first one, we are talking about the pyramids emit the energy. At the same time, the pyramids are antennas. They receive the energy, which, if you think about it, if the energy is being sent from here somewhere in the universe, and if you have point A and point B, and from point B, energy is coming back to us. Obviously, mm -hmm. that's... Uh, you know, scientific proof of existence of more advanced civilization in distant past. Right. That's one thing. The other thing, effects of the pyramid energy on societies. Uh, uh, when I met with uh, our good friend, Dr. Alexander Golod, he's a Russian who built mm. 16 pyramids in Russia from uh, 1999 on. Uh, the one near Moscow that I visited, what he did, he placed five tons, 12,000 pounds, five tons of kitchen salt. And uh, he uh, signed a contract with a nearby prison that had 6,000 prisoners. So after three days in the pyramid, he uh, transported the salt in the prison and asked the you know, warden over there to use the salt during the three meals, breakfast, lunch, and the dinner. Three months later, he went over there and he was asking if they could notice any changes in the behavior of the prisoners. Right. And they said, yes, big time. They were telling him, it seems like we are having brand new prisoners because the violence level was reduced to zero. Zero. I mean, 6,000 prisoners. Imagine that number. And there are always some people who like to play with the knives or guns or yeah. whatever. 
violence level was reduced to zero. After his contract expired, he went back to the Russian government, offering them to renew the contract. Mm. And he was rejected. Mm-hmm. No explanation. What does that tell us? It tells us that governments does not want society without the violence. Right. As long as there is violence, they can justify those instruments of power, armies, police, inspections, government, ministries. Well, and, and I think many of the people within that system are following orders that they don't necessarily understand the implications of. And the people that do understand are at a higher level and yes. controlling whole systems. But when you were saying it emits an energy that is already flowing over the planet, even if they don't let you use the salt or anything to you know, feed it to people specifically because the bad guys aren't going to want to eat it if they know what you're doing or have you feed it to anyone else. Uh, well, it, well, isn't there a way to do it without the medium? Look what we have in Bosnia. You know, because since we've been measuring, we know what's happening in most cases. Pyramid amplifies existing natural energy source. If the source is stronger... Amplification is even stronger. If the source is weak, no matter how big pyramids you build, you are still getting some energy, but it's not strong enough. And that's exactly what we have. If this pyramid was built over 30,000 years back, at that time, our planet, our mother planet was much, much stronger. Hmm. Because the catastrophic events that happened 11,700 years back with the end mm-hmm. of the last ice age, with all these volcanic eruptions and earthquakes, right. unimaginable scales and so on, they weakened our mother planet so much. And all these energy sources became, you know, much, much weaker than before. So we can... Measure pyramid energies when you're on the pyramid, in the pyramid tunnels. Yes, it affects us in a very beneficial way. We have a healing aspect, we have spiritual aspect and so on. But you move 500 meters, you move 20 or 50 kilometers, we don't have that effect. I would assume that at the original times, this effect could be felt probably 500 kilometers. So that's one problem. And most probably... All major superior pyramids were disabled because, for example, pyramidians are missing. Pyramidians is the top of the pyramid, also the shape of the pyramid, but always better material, granite, gold-plated granite or gold. So now we cannot calibrate or focus this energy to the top anymore. Mm-hmm. Secondly, majority of the pyramids have been damaged. For example, you take so-called bent pyramid in Egypt. You can see that all four corners, they've been purposely removed. Somebody damaged them like they were hitting them with some energy beams or some laser weaponry and so on. And that was done all over the world, right? Yes. Even the three major pyramids, the Cheops, Kef, and Mycerinus, when you see those pyramids, the top uh, cover is missing. What we can see is the, you know, rough limestone blocks, but at top, the smooth cover, only one pyramid. If you remember, if you have it in your mind, you can picture the second largest pyramid, Kafre pyramid, close to the top, 
there are some white blocks still hanging there, but okay. everything else has been removed. Meaning, once you remove those layers, once you mm. remove the top, once you probably remove some devices from inside to calibrate, to generate very specific frequencies, those machines do not work properly anymore. So there's an intermediate step that is required to reactivate the pyramids to full capacity and both use them for power purposes, for electricity and things like that, and also for healing the insanity of the world. Also very important. You know, um, last year uh, we built a pyramid in Bosnia, we had a beautiful park. We purchased some land, prop- 15 different properties. They were muddy. They were, you know, a lot of trash. And uh, we transformed them into beautiful, one of the most beautiful parks, you know, with the water fountains, with the beautiful nature, with megalithic circles, and so on, a lot of art and so on. And we built a pyramid. We call it uh, Green Crystal Pyramid. Green because we painted it green. It's a concrete pyramid. Mm-hmm. Crystal we uh, used 250 kilos of quartz crystal that we discovered in the pyramid tunnels. We, you know, uh, placed it in the walls of the pyramids uh, and the foundation. And, you know, perfect orientation, east, west, north, south. We applied the Tesla's formula, three, six, nine. Through this formula, he explains all the cosmic activities, Three triangular faces, one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Six, we have support wall inside the inside this chamber, six by six by six by six meters. And nine, the outside parameter, nine by nine by nine by nine meters. So three, six, nine. So once you apply those criteria, what we did, we measured the concentration of negative ions. Outside, it was in the park, it was rather high, 1,000 negative ions per cubic centimeter. And then inside the pyramid, 12,000, 14,000. Just by building the pyramids and then applying several elements, there are some elements that we could not apply. For example, underground water flow, you know, underground chambers, tunnels, and so on. But just with four or five elements, we got, in a way, energy machine that generates negative ions, which is so beneficial for everything, for humans, for plants, for animals, for water, and so on. How big is the open space inside that pyramid? Uh, that place is, I told you, nine by nine meters, so it's about eight, uh, 80 square meters. It's about, let's say, eight, 900 square feet. So about uh, 80, 90 people can fit in the room. Okay, okay. So what's what's missing as a potential next step to the next level is two things. One is to activate it and provide the receivers in specific places so it could take over as an energy source that's usable. And the other is what is the potential to spread it worldwide as an antidote to insanity. Yes. Right? And my question about that is... We're doing some work that I told you about in consciousness, and I'm, I'm proposing that possibly, as a hypothesis, the human element in touch with subtle energy could perhaps provide the trigger to revitalize the pyramids to their full potential. Just a thought. I think that some uh, rebuilding will have to be done 
some type of devices would have to be installed. But I think that the pyramids could do the job. Maybe not like in the original times, but they could do the job. And even by building new ones, modern pyramids, and some of my friends, for example, in India, Brahmarshi mm-hmm. uh, uh, Patriji, Sir Patriji, he started this uh, spiritual pyramid movement, spiritual science pyramid movement. Uh, he built a huge pyramid in uh, uh, Bangalore that can fit 5,000 people. They use it for uh-huh. the meditation. 5,000 people. The biggest one they built in the movement is about 6,000 people. It's, it's close by, but they built uh, several hundred pyramids or pyramidal structures or at least pyramidal roofs, schools, and so on. And uh, several thousands of very small pyramids, sometimes wooden pyramids in all the villages. They use them for the meditation and uh, they have problems. They said, go to pyramid and meditate. Right. You got problem in the marriage, you have financial problem, you have business problem, you have health problems, go meditate. Find the best solution. Then uh, our friends in uh, uh, Russia, I mentioned Dr. Golod, but also our friend uh, Valery Uvarov. He is one of the most productive pyramid builders in the world. He built pyramids in uh, uh, St. Petersburg, in Moscow. Now he's building a huge complex in uh, Tomsk, Siberia, middle of Siberia. Hmm. I was the first foreigner to visit the complex with uh, Valery and the owner, uh, Vlad. And uh, that pyramid, I came, you know, after a long flight. I lost them, you know, one night's sleep. I went there, went to the pyramid. We got to sleep over there for 60 minutes. When I woke up, it was like I slept eight hours. So now we can see that pyramids can do the job today. Vlad, a wealthy owner of a chain of the food stores, 54 stores, he uses pyramids. He built like a warehouse under the pyramid where he keeps his food and drinks and so on, and then he sells it through his network of stores to the public. So he's doing a really good job there. So, you know, people around the world, they've been doing stuff, which is very good, but I think it has to become common knowledge for everyone. They need to realize the benefits of the pyramid energy. And you have to rebuild some capstones? Capstones are very important, yes, because for remember that first energy flow, energy being going through the top, right. which, which was probably used as the communication device. Yeah. For the health purposes, as long as you have pyramids, several elements, I think you're going to do the job because the, um, what we've noticed in the Bosnian pyramid tunnels we don't have presence of any bad radiations. For example, cosmic radiations, the mm. tunnels, not present. Uh, natural radioactivity, not present. Uh, Wi-Fi signal, not present. Cell phone signal, not present. Without those bad radiations, our body cells don't have enemies. They can start doing their job. And their job is to fix the problems in our body, to start the right. regeneration process not only physically, but mentally also, spiritually also. On the other hand, I mentioned the energy properties 
that can be measured, you know, the best electromagnetic field, the best ultrasound, one which I did not mention, and this is uh, so-called the Schumann resonance. It is the frequency of 7.83 hertz. This frequency is uh, no more. In more, most places in the big cities, 12 to 15 hertz. Right. In the Bosnian pyramid tunnel, still 7.83 hertz. Mm-hmm. And of course, negative ions. Now, when you combine all these elements and the pyramids, I think uh, this is the winning card. What's the longest you've left someone in there to see what happens? You know, until 10 years back, uh, we would allow people to spend the night there. But then we were running into the problems, you know. You send someone, he wants to sleep alone, and then he, you know, people start hearing the voices and sounds and, you know. So no, we don't want not, anyone not, to, get, to go insane over there. They're not ready for that elevation of consciousness, yes. basically, right? Yes, yes. But people go for one or two hours. Everybody's welcome. And, uh, and you know, uh, since we did have a, a war uh, 25 years back, and there are still people who suffer from the effects of the war, and uh, when they go to the tunnels, we can notice they become much calmer, and it has a good effects on that aspect of our life, which is also right. important, because right. you have some, you know, very material, physical problems. You know, people have high blood pressure, high sugar, you know, glucose in the blood. Yeah. They have pains, they have tumors, and so on. And we can see all these, you know, improvements. But there are people who have some problem on spirit, in spiritual aspect, on spiritual level. Yeah. Uh, people actually... In this world, until, you know, 2019, you know, most of the people, they were about going after the money. But now when they start visiting the Bosnian pyramids, they can become much more spiritual and they want to develop this aspect. They want to find the balance between the two, which is important. So we can see that it affects different aspects of our lives. And you've got suggested areas of further investigation that are pretty much endless, right? That is correct. Both it's in theory and because, in application also. Yeah, because if we agree that on energetical aspect, we have seven energy fields, the auric field being just the first one, if we have seven of them, when it comes to the imbalance, when it comes to the potential health problem, it does not start from our physical body. It starts somewhere there in seventh field, and it goes like a worm finding its way to our physical body. Once it comes here, once we feel it as a problem, we go to the doctor, it's already too late. But imagine if we can see with a different pair of eyes what's happening in our energy fields. Right. Then we would be able to prevent it much before. You've got an interesting complex interplay because one of the things that the people in charge of the world right now have managed to put together is physical things like food for example that you eat that food and it damages all these different energy levels so it's coming in physically in that sense as well as the other way too you are completely right i mean our food has been contaminated and when you see you know gmo it's a shame what they've been doing to us. It's a shame what we've been accepting. When it comes to the water, the moment it uh, became the 
water industry. The moment you got the big Coke mm-hmm. company starting mm-hmm. bottling that, we should uh, have known that something is wrong. Yeah. Because the water that our city water that we drink at home, or some people you know, drink it at home, you know, there are no viruses or bacteria. Why? Because they treated with the chlorine. And it's chlorine totally is, of poisoned. course, poison. And that wasn't good enough. Now they put fluorine or fluoride. They have the fluorides in there. They have traces of heavy metals, so it's energetically yeah. dead water. Right. And then uh, criteria for the bottling water are even lower. Yeah. Uh, we know that the Coca-Cola, they've been adding the um, uh, aluminum. Well, and plus, aluminum. if you drink anything out of plastic, plastic is plus basically plastic. solidified petroleum. Yes. And that goes into the water as well. Exactly. Aluminum. It is highly toxic, attacks our brain cells, bromide, and so on. So the moment it became the industry, then we should have known that something very bad is going to be happening to us. So they've been contaminating and poisoning us through the food, through water, through other drinks, of course, not even to mention sodas and so on. pH, which should be around 7, in their case, is 2.7 or 3, which is so highly acid, ideal to develop different forms of cancers. So they contaminate our air. They've been spraying us. I mean, everything's been contaminated. So it would take nothing less than the revolution, you know, to change all of that. And if you start with the energy that we mentioned, if you start the revolution here in our minds, on our spiritual level, on our intellectual level, then we could save ourselves. Yeah. You know, the only thing that we have as a majority of the people is our number. Now we're talking billions. On the right. other end, we have 10,000 billionaires, and on top of their pyramid are just few families. Right. They've been following orders from probably some other dimensions, because if they don't, they'll find someone who will. So yeah. once you see that pyramid of power, what we have is the number. Imagine numbers getting out of the street yeah. in a peaceful protest. If you have not 10,000, not 100,000, but if you are talking Washington, D.C., 2 million people. If you are talking sure. New York, 5 million people. L.A., 3, 4 million. Chicago, a couple of 3 millions. Houston, few millions. Munich, 2, 3 millions. Berlin, 4 millions. London, 4, 5 millions. Little Sarajevo, 200,000. Little Belgrade, which is 2 million people, mm-hmm. 500,000. If we have those numbers, we could change the world in our favor. Good time to start that was March of this year when they started with those ridiculous measures, mm-hmm. restrictive measures, trying to convince us that they are for our good and people, majority of the people accepting it, Right. Thinking, oh yeah, our governments will take care of us. Really? What's been going on for the last 7,000 years? They've been They've taking been care there of us. For us. They're taking care of us completely, right? Yeah, but in it a very bad way. not the way that we want. <laughs> yes. So, but it's thing after thing, and we lose freedom after freedom, human right after human right. So when we going to figure out what's good for us? You have so, to change the consciousness of the mass of people. Yes. So we need, but when you see, you know, the percentage of people who still vibrate so low, 
That's what's disappointing. That's you the know, issue. When, when this yeah. thing uh, started back in March in Europe, uh, March of 2020, I expected that maybe 50, 50% will be, you know, on both sides of the aisle. Yeah. Instead, it is 90 or 95% and the 5% of people who still vibrates higher, who still, uh, you know, wants to get back to normality or even better. When I was on the national TV a few minutes ago, I told the majority of the people try to remember normal. Most of them are getting used to new normal. Yeah. What I would like to see and what we've been doing on our side is better normal. Yeah. And this is what we deserve. The real normal. The real normal. Yes. So, yeah, these are the things that I think that it is high time for people to realize that those elites, you know, it's very few of them, but they've been organized very well through the time. And they got all these instruments of power in their hands. Right. But I think the time will come that enough generals, that enough ministers, that enough prime ministers, that enough people in, uh, you know, uh, in police and so on, they will realize that uh, they are on the wrong side, you know. So once they realize that, I think there is a hope for us. And, you know, you and I and, you know, other people, you know, we are there to tell what is right. We are there to help to maintain this, you know, high level of vibration but it has to be more and more. We need to better organize ourselves. Because when they try to do something like that, they, of course, uh, label you, you know, you are whatever, right-wing or neo-fascist or uh, uh, anti-vaxxers or whatever, you know. Anti-science. They give you, they anti give you the labels. Yeah. But here, the real question is about the freedom Right. And our human rights. Which all comes from a beginning of consciousness, right? Yes. So yes. if you could use the pyramids in the best way to affect the consciousness of two groups of people, well, three, one would be the victims that you just described as being unconscious, 95%. The other would be the layers of servants of the controllers. And yes. the third would be the controllers who know what they're doing. Exactly. Nicely said. Majority of the people, it would be ideal if they could realize that we are here for the experience. Right. Well, no matter what the experience is, it will be good. But instead of going back to the same class year after year, you should be there, you know, to progress. Yeah. To go from kindergarten to elementary, to high school, to whatever, faculty and university and uh, PhD. So the way to progress is, like you said, vibration is, we can call it vibration, or we can call it, you know, consciousness, or we can call it, we can assign it different names. But we need to be free. We need to remove fear from our lives. You know, once, once you do that, then you got a chance to change yourself completely, to live in the life without the fear, to be example to the others, and uh, to spend this time very well. 
and to have you know proper experience and yeah. then you can move on to another one and another one and another one spend this life in very dignified way right you were mentioning also a couple of times that um due to cataclysms of various types that the earth energy is not as strong and coherent as it used to be. And I think they've seen that in the sense that the magnetic field of the earth has gotten weak and erratic, right? And it's been moving around in different ways. That needs to be healed along with everything else, correct? To activate the pyramids. It does. Uh, Now, imagine that you are coming from some other more advanced planet, more advanced civilization. Uh, The frequency on this planet would be just too low or too low yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. Is it possible that some of the civilizations, for example, the Mayan civilization, who simply disappeared in the 10th century, mm-hmm. is it possible that they reached certain level, they said, that's it, what this planet can offer? And then they disappeared. And this is a scientific fact. Sure. It was not the war. It was not the lack of, uh, you know, the food and, you know, other amenities. It's simply they decided to move out of this, you know, frequency. First one. The second one, Anasazis. Uh Anasazis is a civilization in southern parts of the U.S., in the states like uh, New Mexico, Utah, Colorado, Arizona. They were living in 1,000 different uh, villages, many remote canyons. And after 350 years, they appeared in the 10th century, after 350 years, they simply disappeared. In order, when you see their cities, like, for example, Pueblo Bonito in Chaco Canyon in New Mexico, there are no traces of war or violence, whatever. They simply closed their doors. They even left some of the... Uh, clothing and the food and so on. Yeah. And they disappeared. Right. The interesting thing is, in the radius of 1,000 miles from New Mexico to Arizona and Utah and Colorado, they moved from their places peacefully, never to return. Mm-hmm. Is it possible? And they are very, very spiritual. Is it possible that they also felt that this is it, what this planet can offer. So, uh, you know, we have so many examples from the past that can be used to teach ourselves that, you know, uh, unfortunately, people don't think about the past anymore. They don't research the past. They don't care about the past. All they care is, you know, they go to Instagram or Facebook, they put some you know, a few senseless photos. Well, they still care about the television, too, to be fair. Right? Yes, yes. So I think, uh, you know, lots to learn and apply in our life today. But the important thing is we need to uh, learn all our lives and see what's the best way to influence other people through our own example. I think that's the key. Rather than trying to force other people to change, you right. become you become what you want to demonstrate. Yes. Just like the pyramid radiates, you're going to radiate. Correct. It's just because you're strong, you're smaller than a physical pyramid doesn't mean that you're less powerful. Exactly. Right. Exactly. 
So one other thing that, I mean, this obviously leads to, we could spend months talking about this and just begin, but uh, what I'm looking at right now, with this, what they call the lockdown situation, trying to, with a plan to destroy economies all over the world and enslave everybody, which is going quite well right now, um, what does that mean for the daily operations of your project? I would say that uh, in the Balkan region, Balkan Peninsula, there's seven, eight countries here, and most probably the whole of Europe, we are the only island of freedom, island of hope. Uh, This year, I just mentioned that we've had some major scientific and archaeological breakthroughs. This year, it was a record year as far as the visitors. Even though just a couple of countries around us were open to us and people could freely travel. Serbia, Croatia, Bosnia. People from Slovenia couldn't come, or Austria, Germany, Holland, Czech, Slovakia, Bulgaria, Hungary, Norway, Sweden, UK, US, Singapore, Australia. No, these are visitors come from all these countries. So they were not here this year. No visitors, no volunteers, no media. But even just from those few countries, you know, people felt they should come here. And they came here in record numbers. Hmm. In 2018, we had about 45,000 visitors. 2019, about 50,000. So far in 2020, uh, we've had about 85,000 people. So about 60% more than the last year. You know, uh, tourism industry, of course, this year is uh, uh, on its knees. Uh, I mean, when you see Egypt, Russia, China, Europe, all these countries, you know, they've been losing hundreds, hundreds of billions of dollars. And we prospered. So obviously somebody Mm -hmm. from up there is looking Mm -hmm. at us and saying, yeah, this is a good example. They're going to get my support. And they work hard. They deserve it. So imagine when the borders are open, when people start pouring from all these countries. Right. You're going to have hundreds of thousands of people who need this energy. Yeah. And uh, sometimes consciously, sometimes, you know, subconsciously, they come here, they feel it, they, they go change people from here. It'll be a big fight. I mean... Uh, what they've been doing to us, and you're right, they've been destroying our lives, our businesses, our way of living. Uh, those naive majority who think that uh, things very soon will be like before. Yeah. Five, six months back, they were thinking, oh, when the vaccine is there, everything will be like before. Of course, it's, it's not the case. Vaccine is here. They're still saying those who had the vaccine, they will still need to Wear the masks. Yeah, don't look at anybody or get close to them. Yes. Keep the social distance, not physical. You see the terminology they've been using, social distance. That's right. Don't get in physical proximity with your loved ones, with your kids, with your grandparents, with your grandchilds, with your friends from the youth, with uh, people who you just met. Don't shake don't hug, don't yeah. kiss. Right. And that's why I said we are the only island of freedom. In our place, 
People shake hands, people wow. hug, people kiss. Wow. No masks. Incredible. And you're not all dying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not yet. So little kids, too, are being psychologically damaged by thinking that your face must be really dangerous and dirty. You know, they'd probably get scared seeing somebody without a mask at a certain point. Very sad and very unfortunate. The mental health of communities and humanities as a whole has been damaged so much, almost destroyed. And people see that, and they still don't react in a proper way. Right. So they'll see what's going to happen. We are there to help, to share the information and our experiences. Are you guys doing okay for financial aspect of keeping the project going because of the large flow of people coming in from those countries? Well, yes, because of that, financially, we are fine. We cover our costs. Okay. Of course, it's much easier when you have, from our perspective, foreigners, people from Germany or Holland or Norway, they, they have a bit more money. They can spend more right. on books and souvenirs and tickets and stuff like that. But we are doing fine. We are doing fine. And, uh, and we give it our example, you know. For example, me personally, and I'm in charge of the operations, you know, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't gamble, I don't waste the money, I don't, you know, mm. I invest everything in the new stuff to get this place bigger and bigger. We are adding the content so people see that we are doing the right stuff. Good. What What about people who would like to... You, you were just now mentioning that when people come from other countries, they buy things there, and that's nice to have a little bit, not only of extra cash flow for you, but these pieces of that energy in solid form are going home with these people. Can you sell them uh, in another way to people who live in other countries? And Well, yes, we sell them through you know our Facebook, our website, if they want to piece of quartz crystal from tunnels, water from tunnels, books, stones with some uh, drawings of elements of sacred geometry. So yes, they can order it. They can help that way. They can donate through the website. Through Wh- Which website? What's the best website? Uh, it will all take you to the same one. So one domain name is Bosnian Pyramid of the Sun.com, Bosnian Pyramid of the Sun.com, or Bosnian Pyramids.org, O R G. So, uh, through those websites, and then they will take you to our Facebook pages or, you know, some other Instagram pages, TripAdvisor, okay. so on, so people and can you can. Out. And, you, you know, we have, people can buy those things on yeah, through the they website, can, correct? They can buy those things. Eventually, you know, they come, they visit, they volunteer. So right now we do have a, a invitation for the volunteering next summer. We're going to see if it's going to happen or not. Right. Uh, maybe it won't. The way I see it, before September, they will not uh, remove most of the restrictive measures. 
uh, what they want to do, they want to do at least, you know, three, four billions of vaccines and it, it cannot logistically, it cannot happen before the end of the next year. But at the higher And, level, aside from yes. the money, they yes. want to make sure they get the maximum benefit in lowering consciousness. Yes. So exactly. if, if enough people have multiple vaccines, then they figure dissent won't be an issue anymore. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But in the meantime, people can order from home. Yes. And at least yes. have, have a piece of the project that they live with, yes. which would be great. Yes. That's correct. Okay. Well, it's it's really exciting. I mean, there's so many ideas that come up of where this could go. And maybe if you get time at some point, we can do a sequel. And yeah, we'll on. do it gladly, yes. Okay. Hold on and we'll say goodbye in the break here. So there goes Dr. Sam Osmanagic. And um, I thought that was incredible. It's so fortunate that we get to hear from somebody like that. And I'm very glad that his project is still running. Hopefully they leave those borders open that are going to the few countries that are still allowed to go there. Um, we'll just have to see what happens. But I thought it was important that he did clarify that you can still get some of the things that they sell at, as if you were going to Bosnia and going to the gift shop there, going to the place where they sell little things that carry the energy of that place. I'm really interested in that. And uh, he said that you could get them from his website from your own home. And there's two addresses that go to the same website, which I wrote down. And those are Bosnian, B-O-S-N-I-A-N, pyramidofthesun.com. And the other one is bosnianpyramid.org. And either one of those will take you to the same site and you can find out all about the project. And I think there are books listed there, if I remember from before. This is my idea of a real scientist. And not only being open to find out whatever is true, even if it's not known to us in our conventional exposure and education, but also the purpose of science is not just to know things, it's to let them be applied so they can help everybody. And that's what Sam is doing, Dr. Sam. And I think he's a great example to everybody else. So I want to see what we can do with hooking into his project and maybe using meditation like we're working on in Planetary Healing Club to bring out that energy of the pyramid faster and work to heal the magnetic field of the earth and a few things like that. And also significant that he mentioned that pyramids don't have to be gigantic to be powerful. And anybody can you find out the uses of a, a small one right where you live. And we're going to start learning a lot more about this stuff, I'm sure. So what else? I think those are the main bottom lines of this and that stay in touch with this project by watching the website shop there for any little things that would carry the energy of that place. Apparently they're very powerful from what's been done already and develop your own consciousness. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. You can't avoid that necessity by buying little devices, but you can work together with them and use them as encouraging 
healing devices, especially to block like the the sources of bad bad radiation, like from cell phones, computers, laptops, tablets, things like that. Try not to use any wireless devices any more than you absolutely have to. I know that the telecom companies are trying to get everybody to go over every over to everything wireless. That's because it's a really bad idea. I've talked to a lot of people in those companies, and some of them are actually aware of it. They just, you know, their their income is dependent on promoting these things, but they know that they're not good for you. And so, as much as you can have hardwired, so much the better. The scientist for Wired Technology talks about that a lot. We've had them on the on the Sunday show as well. And remember that we're receivers and transmitters, just like the pyramid is an example of that. Human beings are incredible, extremely advanced examples of that too. We just have to wake it up again. That's all. You know, it shouldn't be a problem, right? Easy project. And we're all working on that as much as we can because going out and trying to change everybody else is not as effective unless you change yourself first. And then everybody gets affected even if you don't say anything. So take care of yourself. That's a really powerful element in in this whole thing. Don't try to do good for everybody else and let yourself fall apart. That doesn't work. you got to take care of yourself first as a priority. And that impacts everybody else that you care about, which ultimately should be everybody. And it will spread faster if we work primarily on ourselves, behind the scenes, in everything physical that you're doing. So anyone that's interested in in our project to do that can check out planetaryhealingclub.com. Questions about it can be sent to us, Richard at Lost Arts Radio, or um, contact forms at our sites. Lostartsradio.com has connections to all of the platforms. It's got a donate button if you want to help us stay on the air and be able to do more of our projects that are waiting on funding. That would be nice. And uh, both through the donate button on the website and also subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio. And get if you're watching on one of the major platforms, start checking out all the smaller new platforms that don't censor that we're getting on brighteon.com, BitChute, uh, Brand New Tube, all these places that are not going to be subject to the same uh, really intense censorship as the major platforms are. So that's about it. Thanks for spending the time with us. I know we went a little longer than planned. I hope you got something out of it. Listen to it again if you need to and share it because we're heavily shadow banned. I've seen our counters work backwards on the major platforms and people mostly don't know we exist yet. We're still not banned off the major ones, so take advantage of the time and share it with anybody that you think might benefit and stay in touch. We'd like to hear back from you. If you want to show up at Planetary Healing Club, it'd be nice to see you there. Also, there's a Saturday show uh, right before the club meeting and that's called Lost Arts Radio Live, usually about some current events-related issue, and you might find that useful as well. So I think that's about it. Take care of yourself. Good luck with all that you're doing in this very interesting period that we're living through, and we'll look forward to seeing you again as soon as possible. Be back here next week. See you then. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. 
Just go to subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month, to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on two YouTube channels, Facebook Live, Periscope, which is Twitter, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest new selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows except the banned ones are on our YouTube channels, at Lost Arts Radio and at Diamond Disc. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit Brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month, where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. 
Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with. Shaping
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.